today we want to acknowledge the mighty one in the midst of us together okay and this is such an anointed song the lord our god in the midst of us is mighty hallelujah will you join yeah it's miraculous song brings great power Sing, sister. Where are you, Lord? Where can I find you? You must be in this room. Right by my side. Sing like you mean it, yeah. I want to feel you. I want to believe. Experience your mighty presence with me.
Oh yes. He's here. His presence, his power, his leading. He's the mighty one. Yes, he's called the mighty breasted one. Father, you are a blessing to us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your anointing. your hands together for the Lord. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Now if there's a seat by you that is not filled, if you are each other's keepers, you will bring that person along. Jonathan said, we will miss you for your seat shall be empty. Told David, we will miss you, for your seat shall be empty. That's one of the verses that I used in converting the church back from Zoom. Yes. Yes. We will miss you. Then 1 Samuel 20, 18. Then Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is the new morn. It's a new season. Yeah, we're coming back from this COVID evil. It's a new moon. It's a new day. <clears throat> and you shall be missed because your seat will be empty. So the question of whose seat will be empty, let's tell them with this way, we'll miss you. We already miss you. We don't want to miss you again. It's a new moon. Your seat shall be empty if you don't come. So come. We're each other's keepers. Another scripture we used was Psalm 84, verse number 7. <clears throat> they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion that appeared before God. So therefore, make an appearance. Because your strength is going down. You may not realize it. But you're going from one level of weakness to another. Because of your lack of appearance in Zion before the Lord. 
So let's rather move from strength to strength. I think this Zoom thing must be aborted and aborted quickly. In Jesus' name. And if you are a pastor and you really don't think so, I don't blame you because, you see, um, or maybe it's wrong because you're looking more at data than at shepherding. Yeah, you're looking at numbers. Numbers. Rather than shepherding. You see, real shepherding is about a quality and not the quantity. Jesus Christ, in John chapter 6, he actually spoke the truth about the right way to live. I am the bread of life. And when he had spoken the truth, from 5,000, it was reduced to 12. Yeah. But it didn't, there was nothing wrong with his message. It was the people. They had a tendency to backslide. They really didn't know God. And so you are counting a number of people who are relevant on this earth, but heaven-related, they don't even exist. They don't even love God. And you are actually trying to bring them back in. You see? So that the heaven numbers and your data will match. Because the discrepancy, God does not read. You know, so that's the reason why first love they decided we won't count their own people because they really don't want to be a part of us. You see, yeah. First John two nineteen also says it. You know, they were not of us. You see, and it is not because, but because they didn't belong to us. You see, they went out of us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they may be made manifest that they were not all of us. Look, look let's be real. Really, will you make the people that don't come on the Zoom, are they really members? And are we doing them any service? Like somebody said, we should even try and make branches out of the people or even guide them to churches where they should be, those on Zoom, those are even outside. I think we should think more about heaven and what God thinks than what our data say and what we think. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Jesus nurtured the 12. Even the 12 was reduced to 11. But look, when he had a pure breed, look at the results. All of us here, clap for the Lord Jesus. Starting from a church that was brought down. You see, there's something called purging. It's a very difficult thing. Even the word purge. When you take a purgative, the thing it does. Boom, boom, with forceful exit. Expulsion. Forceful. But the relief it brings and it's usually the impurities that are off. Once that is done and you wash out man the relief, the sleep the eating, the appetite and everything will be restored don't be afraid Mr. Pastor don't be afraid Madam Lee Pastor, don't be afraid fear not, only believe fear not, only believe fear not, only believe the sheep they are for the Lord over the which 
The Holy Ghost has made you overseers. You see that? They have God. He purchased them. Not we ourselves. And it will get better. And better and better. It doesn't matter. We are expecting it. You know, the thing is that already our numbers have shriveled. And therefore, I mean, you are trying to take these people off too. No. So the first step is not to just shut up the Zoom. Because I don't think that that's what UK did. Or that's what First Life did. They announced it. They made efforts to retrieve people. They actually went and got everybody in. Let there be transportation. Let there be feasting. Let there be invitations. Let there be flyers. Let there be encouragement when you go. In fact, our message that we are going to be preaching about title are changing to, to uh, um, um, I shall not want. I shall not want. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I shall not want. Not tithing. You don't use tithing to bring Zoomers back. So the new series is I shall not want. Clap for the Lord Jesus. All right. And you will tell them the Lord is your shepherd. Your shepherd is calling. His rod and his staff will comfort you when you come. Comfort ye, my people. Comfort ye, my people. Say to them, comfort. I shall not want. His rod, come to your shepherd. Yeah. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Yes. So, our shepherd is calling. Let's encourage. Let's shepherd. Let's do everything possible. No sheep left behind. You'll be surprised. Most of them, they really want to come. They want somebody to command in love. You see, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. Never use the rod when you have not learned to use the staff. Yeah. Most people, you can scream at them. You have actually learned to love them. So screaming, that's why he spanks Are you my father? But the father has done a lot. The staff is about that love thing. That love thing. When you use the rod, it's easy. You see, so let's go using the staff, the shepherding staff. And then once we've done that, you see, it will work. We are no different from UK. We are just slow in America. We are not different. We are just slow. We've been known to be slow for a long time. So slow. Why? Every time we are thinking, we are analyzing. We are analyzing what? Just follow the instruction and flow. Clap for Jesus Christ. Tell somebody to work in Jesus' name. So we're going to do flyers into his presence. And then I shall not want. Use the scriptures. Mm. Amen. We are blessed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. Say somebody, we are blessed. So yesterday we started the example setting ministry of the lay. You know? Now, unfortunately, we only have one day. It's not even one day because the evening session is commissioning. So we have only three sessions to go. So I want to introduce something else that will make us good example setters. Amen. Amen. 
And that is the struggles of the lay pastor. Amen. Overcoming the struggles will make us good examples. And then somewhere in, well, what is left of the um, um, example setting is very little. Don't worry. I will find a way of finishing it. Otherwise, I'll show you. You know where it is in the book. All right? Now, for us to be able to understand our shortfalls and overcome our, um, you know, our, our struggles, we need to understand what the work is all about. Revelation chapter 21, verse 7. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Hallelujah. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. You know, what that means is that there are things we are not inheriting because of the roadblocks that we have not overcome. And it's an inheritance meant for you. An inheritance is something you haven't worked for. Something that is just associated with the nature or who made you what you are. There are things that are planned, that are inheritances. You know, that our struggles and our challenges don't give us the opportunity to reach them. For example, if you look at Jacob and Esau, the thing, the birthright was actually belonging to Esau. But he didn't get it. He had challenges with, I mean, you know, slowness, phlegmatism, and slow to do anything. And then suddenly somebody had taken over. And that's not a good thing. Thing for you never lost. Go and ask Esau. You know, so it's not a good thing to be slow. You see? Now, let's build a foundation upon which we can go there. When God created Adam and Eve in the garden, he created us to serve him. Genesis chapter 2. First of all, God created, you know how God created man, right? Genesis chapter 2 from verse 7, actually verse 7. Bible says that God created man. God formed man. Formed man. Even not created. Man was not created. was formed. <laughs> Woman was created. <laughs> formed man from the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Hallelujah. Man became a living soul. So really, you have to think about your life as being made up of two parts if you have to understand spiritual things. If you have to understand dreams and visions. If you have to understand anointing. If you have to understand death and life. If you have to understand eternity. You can't understand it without knowing this. Where we came from and where we are going. Man was formed from the dust of the ground. That's why it's called Adama, dust. It was not difficult for God to name him Adam. He named him from where he was created. Adam. Dust. Adam. Adama. Dust. So we're dust without the spirit. And God gave life and gave an upgrade by breathing into the formed dust. You know, the clay man. The breath of life. And man became a living soul. You see? So the breath of life is the spirit of God. 
So the original thing man created was dust, as in the flesh, the fleshly part, and the spiritual part, the spirit of God. And then suddenly a soul was formed. That soul is what does thinking, emotions, will, intellect. They all result from the soul. So you realize that all of us, we can think because we are alive. And we are alive because of the spirit of God. Not because of what we look at. So if you end up feeding just this morning, just morning as I was dressing, I look at, I said, look at, I'm wearing, putting socks on that too. If as I'm doing it, I have not dressed up my spirit, I'm a fool. That which keeps me alive has not been dressed, has not been fed. And that's why no Bible, no breakfast makes a lot of sense to me. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. We need your body intact. But by everywhere that comes from the mouth of the Father. All right. So the dust or clay man was mixed with the spirit man. And man became a living soul. So God never created a soul. You see that? God never created a soul. A soul was not created by There's nothing like a soul. There's nothing like a soul. There's spirit and there's flesh. And that physical, the mixture of physical change is what is called a soul. It's just like salt and water. It's called bread. When you evaporate the water, you get back the salt. So really, bran is an artificial mixture. That was not the original, you see. So there's physical change and there's chemical change for those who did science. And there's, there's compound and there are mixtures. The body and soul is a mixture. It's, it's, it's easily separated. Yeah. It's easily separated. So you realize Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and again verse 7. It says that, you know, dust shall go to dust. You know, and the Lord, it says, then shall dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Clap for Jesus. That's the separation. That's the, is it called evaporation? What is that called? Brown and water. Salt water. It's, it's not distillation. Distillation. Evaporation. And condensation is whatever. Evaporation. Evaporation. Even the art students know it. And they, you know? So that is the, <laughs> so, that is the separation. You know? So you can actually decide to see. So when the Bible says, for example, that um, in the grave where we go, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, I believe verse 9 or verse 10, in the grave where we go, grave where we go, there's no device, there's no wisdom, there's no knowledge. It means the soul cannot work. You see, uh-huh, verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, no device, no scheme, no plans. No knowledge, no wisdom. In the grave, where you go, the spirit doesn't go to the grave. Eh? It's the flesh, the dust. Do you get the point? So, you have to understand this to see what you're doing with yourself. If you're carnally minded, it's death. God says it's death. You are, you are, you are carnally, to be carnally minded is death. You're actually nurturing death. Dust. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yeah. Those who are spiritually minded, they are nurturing life. So what we are doing is nurturing life. 
Don't let the world make you think that the money making and the decorations and things is what makes us who we are. You are actually a very upgraded person in terms of what matters the most. The spirit. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Okay. So whatever you can do that enhances the spirit is a blessing. So this is a very important thing that you need to know. And you see, when God says that, you know, for example, based on this, let's go to verse 15. Then hmm? chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, from there. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. God gave the living soul, which was the mixture. See, that's why the spirit warred against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, I think verse 17. The flesh warred, it lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary one to another so that you can't even do what you want to do. Yeah. When you are flesh, you can't do what the spirit is telling you to do. You want to pray, but you are asleep. You want to go to the wilderness, but the Jordan is calling. Because Jordan is a lot of fleshly people that are interacting with you. Yeah, yeah. But you see, that's why it's called spirit, spirit. Call somebody, you are Mr. Spirit, you are very spiritual. No, no, you are Kana, Kana. <laughs> Kana, Kana. It should be normal to be spirit, spiritual. It's life and peace. The so natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. Amen. So, if you don't renew your mind, you don't let the, the, the soul is actually the battleground for the spirit and the flesh. So, a spiritual person has invested a lot in the spirit. And so, when his soul thinks, which is the center of thinking, once spirit enters body, you will start thinking. You will start having a will. Your own will. You will have having emotions. You start having thoughts and schemes. Now, the final output is based on whether the spirit is controlling the bigger portion or the flesh is controlling the bigger portion of the now thing, entity called soul. Who is the strongest? So, when you have a mixture, you have blue here. What's the colors? Uh, yellow is what? Prime colors. The mixture of red and yellow, blue gives what? Huh? Yellow and blue is green. So when you depend on which is more, more of the spirit, which is maybe the, the, the whichever, the, it's more yellowish if the yellow is a spirit, you know, than reddish. Depending. So everybody is actually a manifestation of which parts you have invested in and make stronger. Yeah. Everybody, it's, we, it's, we're actually a reflection of what we have trained the final mixture to be. Well, everybody, you can actually tell everybody who's investing in the spirit, who's investing in the flesh by what they do, where, how they think. Everybody. That's why to be carnally minded. He didn't say to be carnally bodied. Carnally minded because the mind is now the mixture place between the spirit and the body. 
So to be carnally minded is finally what is your mind about this? Spiritual people will think spiritual. Carnal people will think carnal. And your thought and your decision, which is a product of the mixture of the two, will show which is the greater content of what you have put in. Have you invested more in the flesh or invested more in this? That's all there is. Yeah, that's all there is. You can tell from the way people think, from the meetings they come, even how sluggishly they walk into the meeting. They like they sleep more than the meeting. Oh, yes, right. They sit down and then they are sleeping. It doesn't matter that you are a lay president. That's just a human designation. It's just like the Jordan, your pastor. It doesn't mean anything. When you enter the wilderness and you invest in the spirit, then you become the real pastor. What they are describing, what they are expecting to see when a pastor appears, it is not just in name. It's in which part of the mixture has been really invested in. And that's what we do in the wilderness. In the Jordan, it's just naming, nomenclature. Nomenclature. If they call you McDonald, it doesn't make you a beggar. You have to really go through the process. So the wilderness is actually ministry development area where spiritual investments are made. And that one is an individual thing. God gave birth to you as an individual. This thing is one on one, eh? Spirit and so breathe, breath of life. One on one. And when we die to one on one, whether you're investing the spirit to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. Zoe, the God kind of life and peace. So you have to really watch your inclinations, your decisions, the things that you seem to love and things. You see, so that as people develop in Christianity, they love the word more. They love prayer. They love fasting. They love spiritual things. They love church. They love giving. They love God. They love God. They love walking in obedience. They manifest. They man the fruit of the Spirit is actually an investment. They're soaking and soaking, 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 soaking of the Spirit. Then suddenly you become like God. Everybody who has a fruit of the Spirit, you actually look like God. The way you think, the, your emotions, everything, the meekness, the gentleness, the love, the joy, all are a manifestation of the Spirit. How much you've invested. Not something that they put on you there, like the anointing. Not that I don't respect anointing. Not that I don't. You see, if we get to the opportunity of learning properly, you see that even anointing is for lovers of God. I'll show you. Yeah. It is your love for God that will draw you to the wilderness. To be with God. You don't go to honeymoon on the, with a hated somebody. Somebody you don't love. What are you going to do? You won't even get an erection. So the lack of wilderness can actually be a manifestation of a lack of love for God. Yeah. all this, go and pray, go and pray. Even if we push you there, we can bring you to a prayer meeting, you sleep. 
but it has to be said so that you can see that there's nothing. Do something about it. Pray about it. Relate to people who love God. Even decide to think about the wilderness, to think about all these things. Sometimes, just that what has been done is a renewing of the mind. You're not conformed to it, but the teachings renew the mind. Now you start thinking, do I love God? Would I love God? Okay, I'll go to the wilderness. I'll do one hour today. I'll do this. Suddenly, you are a wilderness guy because you become a lover. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. You have to analyze these things. You have to think about them deeply. Yeah. Spiritual things have to be thought about. Yeah. You see? So it's a very important thing. What was I saying? Yes. Genesis chapter 2. Amen. So, the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. When the spirit of the Lord is inside of you, God will give you work to do. You will dress it and you keep the things of the garden of God, which is a church. That's God's garden. The Bible says we are God's garden. We are God's husband, isn't it? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 9. That's who we are. And so the church, we all, the church is the assembly of the believers. We are God's garden. God put us into the garden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree. See, the Lord started with a command. He didn't suggest to the man. Godly pastors, then go. Commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good. Watch this. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Hallelujah. That was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle. He's working for the Lord, eh? We're created to serve God and to, you know, do things for the Lord. Give, obey God's instruction. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to all the fowl of the air and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. So you could see that Adam started working before Eve came. He had a job. Don't marry any man who doesn't have a job. Don't marry. And Adam knew God before Eve came. Don't marry any man who doesn't know God. Yeah. Adam was busy. No kept men here. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. You see, God had to silence the flesh to choose for man. <laughs> it is because of this spiritual nature of our real life 
that I play music when I sleep. Christian music that I play messages when I sleep. My spirit is not asleep. God is a spirit. John chapter 3, John chapter 4, verse 24. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. So the God part of you is spiritual. In the image of God, you are spiritually like God. I don't I personally don't think that you're physically like God. Like God has an eye like yours, or has to, I don't know. I may be wrong. But I don't think God is dust. Amen. That's why we don't see God around. He's in the spirit. Those whose eyes are open, they will see a lot of spiritual beings around, even in this conference. Angels. Amen. Because it's the work of God. It's not because I'm any way sure somebody. It's the work of God that we're doing. Amen. And there is the Holy Spirit. See, if you go and look in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and you look from verse 21 or 24 down, you look at the exam assembly and the people that are there, spirit spiritual beings, innumerable company of angels, spirit of just men made perfect, I mean, the spirit of um, those, who are made, the God, the righteous judge, the blood of the sprinkling, Jesus, the mediator himself, he's there. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of the sprinkling, that speaks better things. They are all there. And then keep going, you see. Oh, the, the 20, 20, 20. I'm saying, I'm trying to bring our minds to the spiritual, before I tell you what I'm going to do. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Next. To the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. When we gather, we are the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Everyone is actually accounted for in heaven as we're here. Yeah. You, you are not a spiritual entity. So they say you are in the general assembly of the firstborn who is Jesus Christ. And your name is written in heaven. We are the only people that have flesh in this um, cocktail or buffet or this spiritual family. We are just waiting for this body to be given away so that you join. Spirit of just men who have now been made perfect. Clap for Jesus. See? So, he took the rib which the Lord God had taken from man and made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, based on this pattern, I just want to um, introduce us to what God is doing in his garden. That's the church. God, in his wisdom, has called Adams or Adam and has given his mind, has given his plan, has given his job, 
the job of ministry as intending the garden is a full-time job. It's not a lay job. Don't be deceived. God is looking for full-time pastors, not lay pastors. Adam's only job was to do the work of the ministry. Was just to tend and to keep the garden. That's full time. But God is not impractical. He knows that full time cannot do this job alone. So he creates what we call helpers. Help. Appropriate help in the form of a woman. Taken from the man to help with the ministry. But the real interaction with God, and it is God. The mandate, everything is for the full time. I'm coming to talk about things that if you don't understand this concept and understand this principle and this foundation, it will confuse us. And we understand our roles better as lay people. When we understand the original mind of God concerning this spiritual entity called the church and the work of the church. So you can see the full time as a form of Adam that God has given instructions that are already on the move working. Even in Israel, he called that uh, 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 Moses and Aaron who were in one tribe, the children of Levi. You do the full time thing. And let everybody else become helpers. Amen. Amen. But that is a very important thing we need to know. So he gives help. He gives help. He sends help. And God's help is in the form of physical help and spiritual help. Helpers in the physical, helpers in the spiritual. He gives people as help. And he gives the Holy Spirit as another help. The two quintessential biblical helpers are typified by the wife and then by the Holy Spirit. They are both called the helpers. And therefore, when God created ministry, when God talked about how we should do ministry, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, is it 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28? He said, and God has set some in the garden of the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then the gifts of healing, then helps governments, diversities of tongues. So you could see that God in his wisdom, as he's describing the entities that make up his workforce, he does not leave out the helpers. They are right there. Very important. Very important. And lay people, we fall into the category of helpers. We are helpers. Helpers of the full time. Helpers of the full time. But we should have it in mind that the original mind of God was for full time ministry. Amen. So the quintessential helpers, helpers are number one, the physical help, which is in the form of a wife, the spiritual help, which is in the form of the Holy Spirit or the anointing. It's a help. 
Okay? So God says, I mean, God created wife. A wife is also called a help meet for him. A help that was appropriate. A help meet. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 8. He said, huh? Verse 18, sorry. And the Lord God planted, no, verse 18. And out of the ground, sorry, brother. <laughs> Confusing. Okay. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. It's not good that full time should work alone. I will make him a helper or help. Meet or appropriate for him. Appropriate for him. Look, a good lay pastor is like a virtuous woman. Yeah. If a full-time pastor gets a good lay pastor, if he's telling I'm very, I'm so, so blessed. His heart dot safely trust in. Full trust. Yeah. If you want to see how to be a good lay pastor, read, read the virtuous woman. His price, her price, her price is not his price, right? Her price is far above rubies. Yeah. Full time and lay is like marriage. It's like a beautiful marriage. It's like a sweet honeymoon type of marriage. If a, a, a full time pastor gets good lay pastors around them, it will be a dream come true. You can relax. I'm talking about everybody should actually see and says, how do good wives behave? That's how lay people should behave. Yeah. It's true. One time I served a bishop on a plane. Apostle Joel was going, and the bishop said, let's switch. Come and sit by me. And I sat. She was talking, 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 talking. And he told me about his helpers. He said, these people that help me. Here, Bishop Grace, Bishop D. They are like women. They are like women. And he said, the best people, even at your workplace, at every, say, every place you go, be like a woman. And don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be self, what's it called? Insecure about it. Everybody who gets you to work, they are looking for help. And God was the one who created help. And help, a help, a good help must be appropriate. And you must fit yourself well. Where you go, you'll be blessed in every job that you do. He told me. Yeah. So everywhere that I work, I just, what is it that they are looking for? Just fit in. I may be a doctor. You say I should clean the floor. No problem. Just don't change my pay. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. He told me, see, you see these guys, and he told me, generally men, we are very proud. Oh, yeah. No man wants to be an assistant. How many women orangus have you seen? Hey! How many women orangus have you seen? So, you see, 
that, that if you are a man who is a lay pastor and you don't behave like a woman, you can become an orangu. A helper is typified by a woman, not by a man. So when a man is called to be a helper and he cannot conform to the attributes and the humility and the submissiveness of a woman, that man is about to fail. Yeah, yeah, me. When I want to behave well as a lay person and I feel I'm not behaving, I go to, to, to Proverbs 31 from verse 10. You Let's read it, watch this. Proverbs 31 from verse 10. Watch this, watch this. Proverbs 31 verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a good lay pastor? Her price or his price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband, the full-time pastor. We are talking about the struggles of the lay pastor. The first struggle of a lay pastor is the struggle with the concept of full-time ministry. The concept of full-time ministry. That's the first struggle. We struggle with how to relate with the full-time ministers. We struggle with accepting the fact that lay ministry is not the full-time ministry. It's not the real ministry. We are called to assist. We are called to help. And the help must be appropriate. We must become wives. 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 We should be wifey. The heart of a husband, the full-time pastor, that we are working for. Remember, Eve was created to work for Adam. To assist appropriate, give appropriate help to Adam. The full-time was Adam. It was lay. Blow your husband, do this, this, this and then one day, come and help. It's a house ministry. Her husband does safely trust in her. So that he shall have no need of spoil. No need. In other words, he doesn't have to count anything or account for what did we get? What is it? It's just so safe. When I give my wallet to my wife, I don't count the money in it. When I give my wallet here, my wife, is this a wallet? <laughs> I don't count. I do not count. Yeah. They shouldn't worry about what we are doing with the offering. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should leave this for another time. Yeah. She will do him good and not evil all the days of his life. Lord, may I do Apostle Joel good and not evil all the days of my life? May I do Bishop that good? And not evil. May I do El Pak? Good. Sister Ivana, Sister Lanita, good. Bishop Henry, good and not evil. All the days of my life. Sister Ariel. That one, I'm doing her good already. I have been doing her good. Yeah. I really do her. I do her good. Clap for Jesus. I really do her. I mean, I do her. Then, good. <laughs> she seeks wool 
and flax and works willingly with their hands. Yeah. Works willingly. You search. You seek. What will be good? We don't get a building and we say, if you don't take this building, I'm going to get angry. Oh, I'm resigned. What do you mean? Where is he? Don't speak that way again. Okay? Don't speak that. Say, I won't speak that way again. Nonsense. Come and re re repent. For, apologize to everybody for speaking that way. Where's the microphone? Apologize quickly. I mean, we won't learn this example. How many will not learn this example? We will not learn. We don't speak this way. What do you mean? I'm sorry. I won't speak this way again. Say, say it well. Apologize. Uh -huh. They say we should kneel down. They say you should kneel down. Let him kneel down. Okay, speak. I'm very, I'm very sorry. I will not speak this way again. Yeah. How will you speak? Oh, you speak this way. How will you speak next time? How will you speak next time? This is your, the one that you're working for. How will you speak next time? Speak again. Try again. From today, from I, will, I will not do the, From today, what will you do? From, from today, I will not speak this way again. Uh, and then what? About the buildings? I will do the buildings with all When they ask you to go for buildings. I will do it with all of my Powerful. Hand. May the Lord anoint you with fresh oil. <laughs> hey! Clap for him. Clap for him. Clap for him. <laughs> Amen. Charlie Moses, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Now, watch this. Watch this. Huh? She seeks wool and flax and works willingly. Do I look like I'm preaching with a grudge? I'm preaching my heart. I'm, this is my best preaching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My best preaching, whether they are six or they are 60, I preached to almost 2,000 people in Ghana. This is how I preached. This is how I preached. In fact, I think I'm even preaching better here. Hey. Although we are only 200, by God's grace. Yeah. She seeks wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. Your hands. May the Lord bless the works of your hands. May the Lord bless the works of your hands. Next. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. You go for outreach. Souls. International souls. You should see my church by God's grace. It's a cream of international people. From far. From far. What Dr. Nash was talking about, you, when you see Spanish people, you don't, meet, you don't talk to them. Only people who have a Ghanaian accent, ah, yourself comes. No. You are like a merchant ship. International ministry is yours in Jesus' name. Why? How? You in America can't bring other cosmopolitan, all kinds of people. You are in New York, the melting pot of internationality. And only Ghanaians are in your church. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're not a good lay pastor if you do that. We are changing. Sometimes they were changing. She's like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. Next. She rises also while it's yet now. You see what I told you about lay ministry? Early! Do you remember Psalm 63 and verse 1? Yes! The Lord, thou art my God. Early! Will I seek thee? 
My soul tested for thee. My flesh longed after thee. My, my soul longed after thee. My flesh tested after thee. Is that so? Yeah. My, my flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no man is. That I may see your power and your glory as I've seen. Hey, that's sanctuary. Yeah, go back. You see, so it is real. Next verse, next verse. She rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household. Your scriptures, eh, the best way to learn scripture, when you are fresh, it will stay. Meat, meaty scriptures are learnt in the morning. Not in the evening when you are trying to even out. <laughs> Goodly pastors are virtuous women. Virtuous wives. Rises also while it is yet night. Ah, I should have shared this with the Ghana people. Hallelujah. And gives meat to her household. You have his household. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said in John 10, 16, you know, other sheep have I, which are not of this fold, whom I must also go and have to bring, that they will hear my voice, that there will be one shepherd and there will be one fold. One fold, one shepherd. Yeah. Amen. Household gives me to her household and a portion to her maidens. You even have branches. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You have a branch. You have a church and you have branches. Yeah. Next. She rises early. Or she rises early. If you don't rise early, you are not a good lay pastor. Listen, let me tell you, if a lay pastor doesn't rise up early, you are failed. Because your day is covered with pharaohic activity. No, it's true. Pharaoh is waiting. The distractions. And you better go. The only way that you have a wilderness experience, a God experience, a spirit enhancing self is if you Still into the night. It is no secret for Lydia. And it's manifested in the virtuous woman. It's no secret. No lay pastor will do well without stealing into the night. You sleep too much. Richard, you sleep too much. And the problem is you sleep too late. Sometimes 2 a.m. I'm calling. I don't expect to have you. And then you are there. <laughs> what are you doing at 1 a.m.? Even midnight. And it's not flow. And it's not flow. So sleep early. The TV games record them. You can watch them. When it's being distracted with Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah, I have record. Pa. I get break time, I'm watching television. 
He considers the field and buys it. She considers the cost. When they ask, go and get a church building. <laughs> you don't just get, you consider how much is it costing? How is it affecting other branches? Do you know that if you come and you are saying uh, 5,000, even the church that has 1,000 members in Ghana, it can actually be, make a whole lot of difference. But America will also have cathedrals in Jesus' name. Let's just have patience. We have one. You, our, the, the matrix is already broken with the New Jersey Cathedral. And you know who built the New Jersey Cathedral? Mose. Clap for Mose. And considers a film and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. He starts churches. Starts churches. Start churches. Which church is your name on as you began it? From scratch. How many? With the fruit of your hands. How many? How many? And what type of fruit? Next. She gets her loins with strength and strengthens her arms. Prayer strengthens you. Fasting strengthens you. Scripture strengthens you. Flow. Come meetings. Conferences like this. Services. They go from strength to strength. Everyone that appeared in Zion before the Lord. You see, that's a scripture you can actually memorize. <clears throat> see, don't just sit down and memorize scriptures. Use them. Use them. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5, from verse 12 down, about the people, about the, you know, so when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teacher again, which is the basic principle of the orchestra of God, and I become such as I have need of meat. And not. What it says over there is that strong meat belonged to those who are of full age, who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern between good and evil. That's those who get strong meat. It is not an, an, an exemplary like Dr. Nosh's better brain. It's not anybody has better. It's just exercise by reason of use. You see, I make a mistake. It's no problem. Oh, it's not. Let's correct it. Learn to use it and make mistakes. Pride will never let you know scriptures. Pride will never. By reason of use. You exercise it by reason of use. That's how it happens. By reason of use. Use it or lose use. By reason of use. It's not. My, I am not good with memorizing at all. No, no, it's true. Ask my wife. Even lyrics, I struggle. Lyrics. If I say some of the lyrics that, what, what was the lyrics my wife told you about? The Christmas song. Wise men seeking Jesus. Do you know how I sing it? Do you know the real lyrics? Should I tell you how I sang it? Until my wife corrected me. Wise men seeking Jesus. Troubled from afar. Violent on their journey. Why your beat your star? That's how I know. That's what I knew. You are surprised. My wife had to teach me line by line. Don't see this anywhere. Don't tell her I sang it to you. Now watch this. Strong, leave, leave the strong maid aside and go back. 
I think we should go back to what we are teaching. Clap for the Lord Jesus. And then one other time we'll go into this. When you go, go into all these things. Or we should just read them. She gets her loins with strength, strengthens her arms. Keep going, keep going. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goes not out by night. Her candle's not, you see what is wrong. You fix it before any bad thing happens. He knows that you have quality. You have good quality in your heart. Merchandise is good. You see to the quality of the sheep, quality of your church, even the settings, the beauty of the place. Next, go on. She lays her hands to a spindle and her hands hold the distaff. It's not like you send people. You yourself, you are part of outreach. You are there. Prayer, you are there. Bishop Doug is always there. You are on the ground. You roll your sleeve on it. Leading prayer meeting. She stretches out her hands to the poor. Yeah, she gives. And she reaches forth for her hands for the needy. Give her a good lip pastor is a great giver. She's not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. Look at Bishop Doug. I mean, COVID came. She's not afraid. We said, no, no, Zoom. Let's change it. It's a new season. The new moon has come. Nobody sees it's going to be in. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Only believe. Let's go on. She makes herself coverings or tapes. You dress well. I mean, you dress well. Her clothing is silk and purple. You have a good presentation. You have a good presentation. Yeah, have a good Just because you are spiritual, so you should not make the place nice. Yeah, listen, it's true that God looks on the heart, but man looks on the outside. Man looks on the outward. So your appearance must also matter. Yeah, Moses was talking about the fire. Apostle says that some places, the place is nice, that the food is not nice. Let the place also be nice, as your food is nice, in Jesus' name. Can we present your church on Zoom? I mean, on, on Facebook? On Flow? Can we have a Flow church with your church? Go think about it. A good lay pastor will have a good presentation. Like Dr. Nosh's church. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Yeah. Your, your bishop is known. And he's not known because of anything, but because of your activities. Everybody gives glory. You say, oh, my bishop is for my bishop. You don't mind if your glory, I see the work that you've done is being attributed to your bishop. So no. After all, he's the one I'm working for. Rightly so. She gave, he gave me the opportunity. And therefore, if they are giving accolades because of what we did, let president, let's work hard so that North America will become great. Make America great again. So that our pastor, Apostle Joel, <laughs> Well, there, there will be clapping. Apostle is doing wonders in North America. Apostle is doing wonders in North America. Not that Apostle calls us to meet us to come for this meeting, but give us one year notice. She makes fine linen, sells it, and delivers girdles unto the merchant. You, your church, you, 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 you preach well. So that really, fine linen, what you are, your merchandise, which is your word, you work on it such that the people want to come. The church has grown, tithes have increased. And so that when people like Moses have been sent to go and look for a church, they can count on your branch and the income and help some other branches. Clap for the Lord Jesus. What's he you brought yourself? Uh, strength and honor are in her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Look, the blessings God has for us, even assistance. You see, the crowns, 
Bible says that there shall be a crown that faded not away. Go and check in First Peter chapter 5. There's a shepherd's crown that never fades. That shall be your portion. As we're doing, sometimes you will not be thanked or anything. Sometimes you'll even be faced for something you did. Like we're facing Moses. We have not even seen the trouble he's been through. But God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Me, the biggest thing that has helped me is I don't look at anybody when I'm doing my work. No, look, you are too small to bless me. You are too small to bless me. You are too small to bless me. Whoever you are, you are too small to bless me. Yeah. The blessings of the Lord, Proverbs 10, 22, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow unto it. So I'm looking unto Jesus, it's been my motto. He won't do anything to derail me by the grace of God. The things I've seen and faced, the facings I've received. You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. I say everything I tell you. Oh, late presidents, you enjoyed the shells, beautiful conference in Seychelles. You were the one who was enjoying. Me, I was not enjoying it. The facings. Bishop from Antimami. I want to went to Antimami. I was going to, yeah, your father has spoken to you again. Eh? You are coming to tell me to change the thing again. Is that not so? I know it, so I've changed it already. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not. My father hasn't said anything, but I'm just suggesting that this, this, and this, and that. Oh, I know you. Oh, but what? Then I'll go to Bishop. And that thing is not working. No. What do you mean it's not working? It is your job. It is your job. <laughs> Clap for Jesus. <laughs> It's beautiful. That's the blessing. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness, forgiveness. Beautiful preaching. Sweet person. Sweet spirit. Look, let's put our hands together and let's move on. If we keep going, we will never finish. But you understand, right? The power of helps. The power of becoming a wife-like pastor to the full-time ministers. The concept of full-time should not be a trouble. Do not be a challenge. Do not be a struggle at all. We shouldn't struggle to submit and to do what they say, the full-time says. Yeah. We are overwhelmingly the largest proportion in North America. But it doesn't make us the largest, put us in the greatest position. Yeah. You see? So the mandate was given to Adam, and our identity is found in Adam. Okay. Now, the second one is the Holy Spirit. You have to behave like the Holy Spirit. You see, the way you want anointing, you see how an anointing enhances our ministry? That is how we should enhance the ministry of the full time. It's true. The Holy Spirit called the helper. And that helper, John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the comforter or the helper, 
who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Do you get the point? That word comforter, bring the amplified, you see, is word helper. It means the amplified, please. The counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby. You should be all that the full time. All that. And you see, the Greek word for that is called parakletos. It means the one who aids, who helps. In fact, maybe I should put it here. If you can bring it up. The one, where is John 14, 16? And if you can click on it and we'll see John 14, isn't it? 26. Is it here? Look, you can, okay. When you click on it and you have a good Bible on the comforter, it says paracletus. It means intercessor, advocate, comforter. It means one who is summoned. Summoned. You can be called anytime. Like they called us to come for this year. We said we should give them one year. You don't understand. You are not like the Holy Spirit. Even you. You. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We summon him. Yeah. Yeah. We tell him. Big as he is, we say, come. We need you now. Touch, Holy Spirit, touch. Hey, we are summoning him. He understands his role, and therefore he comes. Clap for the Lord Jesus. He knows. Big as he is, he knows his place. We even sing, move, spirit, move. Me too. Hey, I'll change you, eh? As we offer up ourselves. As we, you see, my lyrics thing is coming on. You can use move for the spirit move. Holy Spirit, move, move me now, move me now, move me now. Make my life whole again. Oh, Spirit, move. Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me now, move me now, now, move me now, make my life all again. Spirit, move, Spirit, move over me. Spirit, something is happening. Even though we are joking, he's here. Just another, just another, 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 another. Touch. He's giving you one touch. He said you want again. He gave you one touch. He said you want another. You are telling the Holy Spirit. But you, you are part for one meeting. We can't call it for another. of the songs. I know. I know. You are telling him, follow me. He should follow you. He should follow you. I know. 
And you want him to follow you? Now. Another church. Now. You must be, but it's possible for you to say just another meeting. And come now. Come now. Come now. If you are like the Holy Spirit, come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. I was not planning to have three meetings. All the meetings were supposed to be one and in Ghana. Last minute, they changed everything. Maybe, Bishop, if you can't come, just say it. But don't divide the meeting into three and then. I didn't say that. And I'm a lay person. No excuses. Okay, I'll rearrange my schedule. All the lay pastors were traveling place to place to place. We didn't say anything. We are blessed. We are blessed. That's a good lay pastor. Clap for the Lord Jesus. He's like the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. Paracletus. Aid. And I'll tell you, aid, that word paracletus, it means to be summoned. You should be able to be summoned. Come. And you come. We say, no men in North America, we haven't seen this anywhere. We are proud here. In Ghana, when we say 8 o'clock, they are there. Here. We have to call you, wake you up. Proud. We are very proud in North America. I shouldn't say it. That is why our churches are the way they are. God resists the proud, but grant grace to the humble. Let's become like the Holy Spirit. Although the full-time person is not there to say anything, let's do it with our hearts. Let's be there early for the worship, for everything. I'm watching you for the next session. The earlier you come, but the more anointed you will become. We are changing. We are changing. We are changing in Jesus. We have changed. You see the way you walked in and you with your big bottles walking in like is it called bottles? To whom to, to whom for, to whom the sheep we don't which doesn't belong to anybody there. It means called to one's side. Paracletus, summoned, called to be at one's side. It means one who pleads another's cause. Before I just, you are working, you know you are not a full time, but I am doing it for somebody's cause. Yeah. Somebody comes to somebody's defense, assistant. An advocate, one who pleads on another's cause with one, with yourself, an intercessor, like of Christ. At God's right hand, you are the right hand person. Yeah, the good lay pastor is the right hand man of the full time. Can be trusted. Yeah. In the wider sense, he's a helper, a sakura. Not sakura, sakura. An aid. You know, when I lost all my information on the laptop, my preparation, my device, lost everything. And I was crying, dying. I sent a text to my wife. I said, please come now. It's very dark and lonely in here. 
I sent it with tears. Come and circle me. I need comfort. Another word for that comforter is breasted. Breast. The comfort of a breast. Do you know there's comfort in between breasts? It's also in Songs of Solomon. There is comfort between the breasts. Unfortunately, I can't show you. Have you slept between two between breasts before? Your dreams are different. Yeah. Whether you turn to the left or you turn to the right, there's comfort. Yeah. Suction pressure to the right, suction pressure to the left. Do you remember the scripture when sons of Solomon? Listen, see, that's my beloved. He is coming. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Now, it's to comfort. When I called, emergency call, busy in a bishop's meeting, said, My husband needs me. All the bishops that he was meeting with, they said, Go now. That's not a nice place to be. All his message wiped out. Go now. They released her. She jumped in like a jet. She puts me in between. I haven't told you what she put me in between. Her arms, her arms. Look, I cried like I was now being born. Yeah. In her arms, comfort, saccharine, warmth. Are we a source of comfort to the full time? Wiped my tears away. And in the morning, he said, I cried throughout my prayer. He said, for three hours, I was crying on my knees. And I said, so what were you doing? He said, I was just praying, Lord, have mercy on my husband. Lord, have mercy on my husband. That's an intercessor. That's a helper intercessor. Oh, we, we are the blessed ones. We are an upgrade. Adam was formed from the dust. But Eve, from the side of Adam. You may think of it as an afterthought, but it's a new thought. It's an upgraded thought. We should bring the upgrade to the full time. That's who we are. We should bring the comfort. We should bring the help. We should make things better. Oh, yes. I really like being lay, being an assistant, being a helper, being a source of comfort. It should come naturally to all of us. And your blessings they are a lot. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated, please. Ha! Huh. Do you understand it now, our role? Now, we can see a lot more. Now, we can add on to this foundation. We can build. Paul said, I have built the foundation. As a wise master builder, I have built the foundation. Every man should watch how they build on it. 
And everything that we build will shall be tested. And we'll see whether they will survive. Hallelujah. So, lay pastors struggle with the concept of full-time ministry. A good lay pastor must embrace, defend, and comfortably promote the concept of full-time. With this understanding. Although we did not become full-time, we should be able to guide our children into full-time. If you don't have that heart, that mind, your ministry actually is dwarfed. Your heart is not right. You don't qualify to be assisting what you don't believe in. Yeah. I'm not going to force my children to go to full-time, but if they decide to go to full-time, I will support them 150%. And I'll say positive things. Your job, aren't there problems? Aren't there problems with it? Every job has problems, including full-time. But that does not make it a negative job. And some of us would have liked to be at the time that we could have been. It just never material. It just, our eye was not on the ball. Our eye was on the money. That's the truth. Some of us, the background we came from, you know, our aim was to make sure that we, we settle on the money comfortably. The ministry can come along. We didn't understand many things. But sometimes it's a bit too late. Or sometimes you found your niche in the lay, like my case. Me, I was not sure what to do. I just decided to press hard anywhere I find myself. I found myself in the lay. I said, look, I will work to live and live to serve God. And I've done exactly that. If I go to heaven and I'm, I'm, I did the wrong thing, I should have been full time, I'll say sorry. But I did my best. Yeah, I did my best. Yeah. One time I had a dream and I saw my anatha. Yeah. We had just had a meeting. Do you want to be full time only? I said, I want to be late. Cry. And then she was talking to me. And I was very happy. She said, no, don't, don't be just happy. Don't just do a lay. Just like we're all singing. We'll be late, we'll be late, like a song. Do it well. Yeah. Do it well. She told me if I do it well, there's something special that Bishop would like me to do. Yeah, she, this girl. Okay, because I'll say live for life. You know how it is. She walked to me and said, "No, no, no, don't behave that way." So it's almost like Charlie. Finally, I'm free. So that's not the attitude to have for the lay. It's not a freedom match. It's an understanding and acceptance of the new role and to do it well according to what Adam, the Adam will tell you to do. And she told me, I should go and ask Adam Bishop what she wants me to do. What he wants me to do. I prayed ah, before I went to ask. I was afraid that the answer would be full time. Because <laughs> I've asked that question before. I've asked that question before. It wasn't nice. Yeah, I asked, what, how can I have a special vision? He said, I should leave the Kodesh church 
then now, and I should go and start a branch in Tanzuma. I said, Bishop, you don't ask open-ended questions. <laughs> if you are not ready for the answer. So I was, I knew, I believed in my dreams. So I knew I needed to ask him. But I needed to have options. I prayed and I told my, I told my wife, we're going to sell this house. We are going to move because those days, for you to be full-time, you have to go to Ghana and have an interview. I did everything. Planned everything. This account is going to be this. This account is going to be this. We are going to become full-time. She told me, am I sure? But because she's never heard me say that, one day I just get up. She prayed, prayed about it. Oh, I said, I've been praying about it. She said, I saw you. You were struggling on the ground. And I did struggle. Eventually, I mastered the courage. And I said, Bishop, what do you really want me to do? I said, I had a dream. And this is why I said a dream. And this is what you told me. That I should ask, what do you want me to do? He asked me, uh, and I, 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 what, he said, what do I think? I said, oh, I think maybe it's full time. I said, he said, are you happy at your job? So very Very. Have you resigned or I don't know? If you say no, I'll just go back right now. So that's not how full timers had this. You'll be tired of your job. Yeah. I said, okay. No problem. So he also asked me another question. What would you want me to do? So you really want me to tell you what I want you to do? You and Dr. Nosh should bring up the lay ministry. That's what you told me. Clap for the Lord Jesus. This is, this, that was a conversation. That was several, several years ago. Almost 10 years ago. Oh, the first Danipo meeting was when? 2012. Yeah. 10 years ago. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. And I dreamt again. And this time was Reverend Kobe. Said the meeting has started. The meeting has started. I said, So what? I was in my pajamas. Said, No, you should preach to the people. I said, Look, I'm in my pajamas. How can I preach? I don't know what to preach. Said, No, but they're waiting for you. You are supposed to preach. I said, Ah, lay presidency had not started. We should preach. I have it all written down. We should preach. Preach what? I'm in pajamas. Say, Change your pajamas. You're wasting everybody's time. They are becoming, a, they will go away. Pulled my hand, took me into the. You see how Kobe, every minute he's holding my hand, bringing me. I've seen it in the dream several times. It's a very spiritual meeting. Clap for the Lord Jesus. What am I saying? I'm saying that if we are privileged to be lay people, then we should do it very well. Very well. To enhance the full-time ministry. You see, the way Bishop has this, enhancing the lay ministry, we should be singing enhancing the full-time ministry. Yeah, I'll say it again. The way he's trying to enhance the lay ministry, mature the lay ministry, specialize it. Now lay ministers are part of the governing councils. Yeah. 
which is amazing. Look at how two of our lay people, they just got, went into full time, crossed over to full time. They were lay presidents and such. Within three months, they moved from full time to bishop, from lay to full time, from full time to bishop, from bishop to bishop to convenience. Both of them are convenience of denominations. All in three months. That is really respecting the lay ministry. That is really trusting in the lay ministry. That is really enhancing the lay. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be enhancing the full-time ministry. You see, when we do that, it will be like a good marriage. In a good marriage, the wife wants the husband to do well. The husband wants the wife to do well. It's always a struggle. One time, apostle was called into a problem my wife and I was having. What was the problem? I, we were, I was trying to buy a car for my wife. I said, I want a Mercedes for my wife. Because I see girls who drive in Mercedes, beautiful cars, new tear rubber. I said, I want it for you. She said, no. She said, no. He said, why? No, I should buy a seven-seater so that the family will, come, will be able to be driven. I said, down with the family. I can buy a, a used van for them. You are the one I'm thinking about. These people, they are visitors. We should take care of them. You see where they are now? Even the one that's left in my heart, I don't see him. His first love pastoring. Yesterday I was there. I was having a nice chat with my wife. Called my wife. She called my wife into a meeting because my wife is one of his assistants. I said, this boy doesn't respect. Look, we had this problem for a long time. Eventually, my wife called Apostle Joel and said, look at what your boy is doing. I said, I don't want it. I want a family car. He was trying to make me happy. I was trying to make him happy. So the apostle said, I would like to have this problem. He said, you guys have nice problems. He said, could you just buy the family car for me? He said, he told me, save the money to do this. He said, look, when we do this a marriage. You want this, in, this interest, you want this interest, you want this person to be happy, you want this person. It's such a beautiful thing. It's like in bed. You know, you want, you come first, you come first, you come, come first, come first, come first. That is good marriage. By the time we are, ah, 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 and that, by the time we are joined, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, clap for Jesus. That is how it should be. Then we harmonize. Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and pleasant for brethren to dwell together and harmony. Ooh, ah. I said, ladies say, ooh. Gentlemen say, ah. Let's say, ooh. Hey, how can you be saying, ooh? Clap for Jesus. Then you form a joint choir. All of us are singing at the same time. How harmonious. That's the best result you can ever have. When both of you can come to church together. I didn't say, I said come to church. You are the one who's thinking others. 
when you can hold hands and come together to church singing together in the same choir harmonizing it's a sign that you love each other you come i come then we come together in the same car sing in the same what did i say wrong but you understand what i'm saying right clap for jesus enhancing the full time <laughs> have you sung together before it's called no yeah wow there is no end to the joy yeah that wow all of you who is dissociated is that you haven't seen real joy when you are complimenting and they are complimenting you, you are enhancing the full time and the full time is enhancing the lay. It's called harmony. Harmonize. Someone say, Ooh. oh, clap for Jesus. <laughs> hey. We will never be the same. Ministry in Lighthouse, full-time, continual, congenial working together of the full-time and the lay. Otherwise known as, ooh, ah, clap for Jesus. <laughs> Harriet, what are you saying? That I'm sport. Pour some water on her right now. Hallelujah. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let me tell you how to behave. You know, when it comes to the full time. And using John the Baptist as an example. John the Baptist was actually a forerunner of Jesus Christ. You know that. And um, the Bible says that Jesus came. And let me just read the story to you. John chapter 3 from verse 22. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea. And there he tarried. I'm trying to preach without shouting. You know, ah, it's not working. <laughs> you know, because I sweat a lot. So I'm trying to find a way where I can It's just not working. So anyway, after these things came Jesus. Yeah, uh huh. Good. All right. Hallelujah. Battery. Hallelujah. It's not battery. All right. Three twenty. After these things came Jesus and his disciples unto the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. Keep going. And John also was baptizing in Anon near to Salim because there was much water there and they came and were baptized. Watch this. Keep going. For John was not yet cast into prison. We're going to up to verse 30, so keep going. Uh -huh. For John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. You see? You see? People around you, the things they can say to you. 
But when you say, oh, we have to, you know, we have to find out from Bishop, we have to find out from Apostle Joel, you know, before you do this, there arose a question between John's disciples, the people in the church, uh-huh, about purifying, keep going. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he that was with you beyond Jordan, to whom you bear witness, behold, the same is baptizing many people, and all men come to him. That was Jesus. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I have said to you, I am not the Christ. I am not the Christ. But that I am sent before him. I am just sent. I just happened to be there before. I started the church, but I am not full time. I am not the Christ. You yourself bear me witness. I was just sent before him to prepare the way. Keep going. He that had the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Do you see what is going on? John the Baptist, who's older than Jesus, was in ministry longer than Jesus. But he was not Christ. He was not full, the full-time person we're looking for. This should be the attitude of lay. Some of us are more mature, more experienced. We became pastors before even some of them became pastors. However, we have to learn to speak like John the Baptist in maturity. And not listen to church members who speak nonsense and make us feel insecure about honoring the full time, about actually giving up. That is what leads to things like they have taken my church for me and given it to a full time. He must increase, but I must decrease, even though he's younger. Bishop Henry is younger than me. I became a pastor before he became a pastor. Actually, I was his pastor. In first love. I started the first love church in North America by the grace of God. Almost all those who are here, I made them pastors. Almost all the first love pastors who are here. I, I, I was the one who asked them, I trained them. Apostle asked me to train them and I suggested them by the grace of God. I'm talking even the students. I went camp after camp after camp. What is that? Seven camps. That team was what? Why are you not a Basenta leader? Yeah. And then we started. You, you're going to become Basenta leader, okay? You are the assistant. You, in this school, you're going to, you are the assistant. They didn't even believe that they would be. We had 33 branches by the grace of God. We ran the thing. Bishop Henry was my assistant. He also became a pastor of one of the churches with his wife. I was training them, teaching them. Everything. Camps. Yeah. And then the church grew. 33 branches. Now, I was called to a meeting in Uganda. I thought it was a discussion about something. He said, oh, from, to, from now on, you are no longer going to be a first love overseer in North America. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> You haven't done anything, but we need to move on to another stage. So who is going to come and replace me? We don't know yet. Ah, so let me stay on small. 
No, with immediate effect. You are going to QFC. Go and help there. Back to QFC. Hey. Then I came. When I came back and forth, who should they appoint? Bishop Henry. And in fact, he didn't tell me I'm moving to QFC. He said, I should stay at First Lab. And they would let me know who. And then finally, Bishop Henry came. Now, the one that I was teaching, I had to organize meetings for him. Assist him. He was starting to teach me. Clap for the Lord Jesus. But why not? He must increase, but I must decrease. Because I chose not to be full-time. And at the time, the ministry where it has reached, it needed a full-time pastor. How this lady, you go to work and little and you come. What Bishop Henry is doing now, I couldn't have done if I had stayed on. We have to have the maturity to celebrate our change. And to, even if they are younger, they come and they take over. We should celebrate and clap. You remember, we used to have the teachings. You were there. You even have a higher post than Bishop Henry. Organize all of you. That was my assistant, not even Bishop Henry. Beautiful. Beautiful. It takes humility. Look, I gave it up. God has also blessed my ministry in QFC. God has also blessed me. He resists the proud, but grants grace to the humble. Now, do you know that my convener is Lady Pasaquilly? Sister Ivana. This was my sheep. She was not even a pastor. I was the first pastor in North America after Bishop Joel. Yeah, with my wife. And then it was, El, it was not even El Park. It was Ordinary Park. It was Aquele. Aquele, the woman of the 90s. When I arrived here, watch this. When I arrived here, I'm saying we should not struggle with the concept of full-time ministry. When I arrived here, she was in jeans all the time. And she was Harvard, Harvard, right? Harvard graduate, good job, flying in and out, has a lot of money, playing keyboards. Therefore, his position in the church was in front. A strong lady of the 90s, full of money, full of riches, full of honor, but no husband. Wearing trousers all the time. Flying here and there. I called her, I couldn't come here. Could it come here? Do you have a beloved? Oh, I've been looking for a beloved. So, look at you. You have money. You have a position in church. You are in front all the time. You are a special assistant to Apostle Joel. You are a Harvard graduate. And you are wearing trousers. Who will be confident to propose to you? I said from today, I'm telling you, no more trousers. No more trousers. No more trousers. And I said, hold my hand. I pulled her. Let's go to Macy's. I picked this dress, this dress, this dress. You are going to wear. And I said, hey, Ashatar, it's Aramefo. Wear dresses and not pants. Yeah. 
Someone say, Ea Shatter. It's Aramaic. It's Aramaic. For where dress? Ea Shatter. Okay. And I said, I finished all my interviews. I'm going to Ghana. Don't wear trousers until I come. Don't wear trousers again. Always dress. You will get a beloved. I went to Ghana. It was December. I went and I got a program. I got here June. I flew June 19th. I got here June 20th. The week I went to church. Who should run to me? Eya Shatter. Run. No pants. Wearing some one of the dresses that we had bought. Hug me. I said, Pastor, my pastor. I'll never forget. I said, Why? Your prophecy has come true. I have a beloved. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Someone say, Eya Shatter. The husband is here. I didn't know this person. So you know him. You know. So he walked the man. From the, you know how person? Uh, I am his man. Said, ah, this man, how did he rap this girl? Don't, uh, 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 my, my name, my name, my name is my name is Monene. My name is Monene. I just give glory to God. Listen. She was not even a pastor. She was not even a shepherd. Or maybe she was a shepherd. Whatever it is. She's risen through the ranks. While I am working, she's become full-time. For which reason she has become an Episcopal sister. For which reason now, me who is king, come follow me. Let me go and hear shall tell you. She's now my convener. And I have to convene, organize meetings and carry out her instructions and I will do it gladly I will obey gladly you yourself you will see by the grace of God clap for the Lord Jesus I will do it gladly for my sheep because she must increase but I must decrease yeah it's not a problem at all it doesn't diminish my role in any way Who maketh you differ to differ from another? What has thou that thou didst not receive? If thou didst receive, why dost thou glory? As though you didn't receive. Everything I have, it was given to me. So if it's been taken and given to somebody, leadership, it's not a problem. I will serve Christ. That's how we should be. Iyashatar. That's how it should be. This honor taketh no man unto himself, but he that is called of God, as is Aaron. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4. The calling, eh? It is God. It's not easy to lay down everything. And as your life is exemplifying, you have not been able to lay down your business, your money. You want a nice house like Reverend Francis? Instead of go doing full time. Yeah, so that when we come, we can drive in your Tesla. No problem. Somebody wants to do ministry full time. Spiritually, God ranks her far higher, even if she's the youngest of your ear shattered sheep. 
Clap for the Lord Jesus. Those young people who used to be lay people who are now bishops. This man, this man here was the shepherd for um, uh, Reverend Steve. Bishop Steve. He's Bishop Steve now. He better say, he's serving him. He were his overseer. Yeah. Yeah. Why overseer? <laughs> he was a minister. Chair. You were training him to become a pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can have this understanding, we'll never struggle with the concept of full time. We will celebrate them. We'll elevate them. We will push them. We'll promote them. We will serve them well. And there will be peace. There will be harmony. It will be such a beautiful harmony. Ah, come for the Lord Jesus. You may please be seated. Let people struggle with We are now taking off. What's the time? There's too much to say, but too little time. Till we come your way again in the next session. This is your usual host, Reverend Kojo Orleans Lacey, signing off. <laughs>